Ecclesiastes chapter 3, please. Ecclesiastes 3 and verse 1. Ecclesiastes 3 and verse 1. Hallelujah. It's the Old Testament. Hey, Bible school starts Monday. Woo-wee. Hope you all are ready. Because I saw Sister Barbara didn't, Minister Barbara didn't eliminate any of the assignments in there. I thought she was going to kind of thin it out. You going to thin it out a little bit? Okay. Woo. Well, I saw. I, I, I got my little login today. I was like, I opened up. I'm like, whoa, how many assignments do we have? Like, we're grown folks. We have jobs. <laughs> we have jobs and stuff like that. Like, wow. But we're going to get into the word. And we're, I'm, I'm, I'm really... Again, I don't know if I've, if I've articulated to you enough how excited I really am about this Bible school. I was telling my wife, you know, we were talking Monday night, you know, how excited I am about what's happening even in the ministry right now. We're, uh, things are moving and happening in the ministry, and I'm excited. Um, you know, our school, our Harvest Prep School is full. <laughs> it's full. Uh, we, in fact, it's kind of, almost kind of cramped, really, to tell you the truth, from the way I've seen it. And so... Um, but we're making room for more. If more kids come, we're going to take them. And we have a whole empty building that we're not using uh, except for lunch. They have, a, they have a real cafeteria now. So um, we're happy about that. And uh, it's good. I, I had lunch with them yesterday, I think it was, and sat there. And so it was good to see that. And so the school is, is full. And, uh, you know, it was prophesied years, years ago that we would have a K through 12 school. And I said, I said, wait a minute. We have kindergartens, don't we? Yes. We have a 12th grader, don't we? Yes. We have a K through 12 school. I said, praise God. I'm happy. Got our 12th grade over there. Amen. Got kindergartners. Now, kindergartners, they're only in kindergarten by age, but these, those, those, they're smart. Those kids are smart. And I'm really happy that their parents got them into the school ahead of time before they got out into public school, and that'll mess them up. Public school to set them back, trust me. And so uh, all these kids are seeing turnarounds. And I was also prophesied years ago that we would have a Bible school. That we would have a Bible school. Well, Bible school starts Monday. Isn't that awesome? It was, it was prophesied we're going to have our own apartment, so I'm looking for the apartments. So all those different things that have been prophesied years ago, and they, they weren't through me. It was from people who weren't even attached to this ministry. And the Lord showed them things about this ministry, and we've held on to those things for years. And uh, we're seeing manifestations. So, again, it's, it's only in the, you know, the, the first ablaze stage right now, but it's in the blade stage. I'm saying, Lord, I'm believing one day that school's going to have 1,000 students in it. I'm talking about HPCA, and we, gotta, we need a campus. You know, you got to have grounds for... You know, a stadium and, an, and a, a gym and all that stuff like that. Can you see that? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And that Bible school will have students in there who r- rise up to go all over the, the region, maybe all over the world, preaching the gospel, establishing Holy Ghost filled churches. Hallelujah doing ministry all over this region and throughout the world as God calls us. Amen. I'm believing we'll have students coming from all over the world, whether they're online or they begin to move here. 
Amen. They, get, they build all those apartments all over the city for a reason. Hallelujah. So God's word, when the prophecies go forth, um, he watches over his word, Jeremiah 1.12. He watches over his word to perform it. So he's been watching over it. And we're seeing the, the performance happening. So I'm just, I'm stoked. I can't tell you how happy I am as a pastor. You know, I told my wife, I mean, this is just crazy. You know, we, here we are. You know, we just sold a couple weeks, a few weeks, well, a couple weeks ago, I guess it was, a $20,000 seed to help a church with their building. Then turn around and sold a $5,000 seed here, uh, you know, this, this week, and we're not broke, you know. And, and I'm saying, wow, I remember the day when, man, just paying a light bill was, was a struggle. Am I right about that? Y'all know. Some of y'all, when, when, when paying the light bill was a struggle around here. <laughs> Praise God. A lot of y'all, you know, just members, and I, was, I don't mean to say just members, but if you weren't involved in the intricate things, you know, in the finances, you didn't know about all that kind of stuff. And I never came out and said, I need y'all to give, because if you don't give, we ain't got no life. We never did that. Just keep on believing, keep on walking by faith, and God's always supplied every need. You never came in, the lights are off. Never came in here and turned on a water faucet and couldn't wash your hands, couldn't flush the toilet. Always had hot water. Amen. The bank never put the padlock on the door. They threatened. Well, they, they would call me, Pastor Anderson, what's going on? Get that call like, oh boy. But now we don't owe anybody on this planet. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. All right. We're, so we're, we're, watch this, we're in a different season. We're in a different season. So let's look at it. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. Let's read it together. Let's read it together. Ready to read. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Tonight we're on seasons part three, and we're subtitling this time for increase. Time for increase. Father, thank you so much for bringing us to this place and this point where we can hear your word. Thank you for, Lord, our hearts that you've given us uh, as good ground to receive the word of God. Thank you for our hearing ears and seeing eyes. They are both from you. And Lord, we ask tonight that you speak from heaven. Say things that I have not heard tonight. Lord, show me things I have not seen. And God, do things that I hadn't thought about tonight. God, have you in this place. Move mightily in our lives and confirm your word with signs following in our lives, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name, so be it. Amen, amen. and amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, to everything there's a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. I told you last week about how in, in the Hebrew, there's only three words in that, in that whole verse. The word season, the word, I'm sorry, four words. The word season, the word time, the word purpose, and the word heaven, right? So if in the Hebrew you'd read it, uh, season, time, purpose, heaven, okay? But translators have to flesh it out for us so we understand that to everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. That word season, I gave it to you in the Hebrew, the Hebrew word zaman, which is a set time or an appointed time. It means time. Okay? So we've been talking about seasons. And it just, I mean, it's just 
interesting that we were talking about that just now about, you know, I remember when those, those prophecies came forth, uh, one of them came forth, uh, a set of them came forth in 2009. Uh, I remember a uh, uh, prophet at that time, uh, Benjamin Smith, we were over at that time, the church called Touch of God Ministries. And we were over there and Prophet Ben Smith prophesied uh, in November. Uh, in fact, it was I, was, I remember it was November the 8th. November the 8th, I remember that because he said, eight? You know how Prophet, Prophet Smith does. I love him. I'm, I'm, I need to call him. I want to get him down here for uh, a meeting. He can buy a Eight? I do it. <laughs> Praise God forever. And, uh, and uh, so uh, he prophesied about that. Uh, then uh, the next month, December, uh, at that time, Minister Don Middleton came and he, was, he preached that Sunday. And at the end of his message, as he was supposed to be closing service, he began to prophesy. And uh, he was like, man, I don't know what's happening. This ain't never happened before. It's like, whoa. Well, you get in this environment and all kind of things happen. And begin to prophesy some of the same things. But before that, there was years before that, a couple years before that, another uh, apostle, apostle uh, Dr. Lance Jetter out of New York. Uh, we were at a meeting at a, used to be uh, the hotel, the Cowboy, was it the Cowboy? Holiday Inn used, used to be years ago. But they're, they're building a condo tower there now, right across from McDonald's on 34th South. And uh, he prophesied about uh, school and, uh, and, and, and the uh, Bible college and all these things. So and all these people, didn't, they don't know each other. But the Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word is established. So we had three witnesses prophesying the same things. And so we're seeing these things, things come to pass. Now, I was thinking at that time, it was going to happen at that time. I'm looking for these things to happen right away. We have three, three prophets prophesied it. His boy, this showing up about to happen. And boy, it's been years. But it wasn't the season. Now, there was a season we had to go through at that time, breaking away from that world system, breaking away from tradition, breaking away from religion that we were in, even as a church. Because when I started this church, I knew God was calling me out into something, but I still came in uh, with tradition on the inside of me. I still came in with some religious things on the inside of me, and so I had to get in here and get in the Word, and the Holy Ghost began to, um, get, to, begin to gut me like a fish, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, and get that religion junk out of me, tradition junk out of me, and be able to follow His Spirit. See, so we've had to go as a church through various seasons. And now we're coming into a season of some fulfillment of some things. Are you seeing this? So the same thing, and, and then even for the next level that we'll go to, we'll go through another cycle of seasons. See, I told you all that last, well, somebody asked me about that last week. Could you go through uh, several seasons at the same time, multiple seasons at the same time? Sure. In different areas of your life. Different areas of your life. You can go through, through various seasons. Yes. Amen? Amen? You can be in one place in, when it comes to healing, another place when it comes to your finances. In fact, every faith project you're working on, you're going to go through these seasons. Hopefully you're working on some faith projects. I mean, because our whole lives are supposed to be lived by faith. Right? Okay, so we're going through these seasons here. Now, 
Um, God created natural time for man. God created natural time. So when we look at your, at your clocks or you look at your calendar, that's natural time. That was created only for man. All right, back in Genesis uh, 1.14, the Bible says this, that God, he put lights in the firmaments of the heavens. Why? To divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. So when God put the lights up in the sky, the sun, and the moon and the stars. That, that's what, what goes into our galaxy, right? Yes, sir. What's our galaxy name? Milky Way. Very good. I want to see who's good, good, Caleb. Okay, the Milky Way is our galaxy name, all right? We're in, the, our, in our solar system. Uh, we, are, we have the sun. It's a solar system. The sun is the center of it all, okay? So the sun is there, the moon, and then the stars. And their, their job is to divide the day from the night. Sun comes, sun, well, I shouldn't say it comes out. <laughs> sun stays there, y'all. Don't judge me, okay? I'm just, just flow with me, okay? I know, I know it doesn't come out. Okay? The earth rotates, right? So, but the sun is for the day. The moon is for the night, right? And the moon doesn't give its own light. The moon simply reflects the light from the sun, right? Okay? So that divides the day from the night and then let them be for signs, and seasons and for days and years. So how long does it take for the earth to uh, orbit the sun? One year. Good. Okay, but how many days? Tell me how many. During 65 and a quarter, right? And a quarter. That's why we have leap year. Because every four years, four quarters is one. That's why every four years we have 366 that wasn't in your book? Okay, so yes, 365 and a quarter days. All right? So that's how, so that's why we go through summer, winter, fall, spring. Right? Seasons. That's only for man. Because God is not bound, nor does God operate within that. He's not limited to that. Hallelujah. God can make it snow in the summer. <laughs> Come on now. God's not bound by God. God can make it where it's, it's, I mean, just broad daylight at midnight. And when you and I learn to operate in miracles in the supernatural, we are able to circumvent time. That's what miracles are. Miracles, miracles go against time. They, they, they subvert time. In other words, somebody comes in here and they have a broken arm. And the doctor tell, puts in the cast and tells you it's going to take you six weeks for this to uh, mend or whatever. And all of a sudden you come here and we lay our hands on it. Boom. And then all of a sudden your arm starts moving and it gets healed instantly. What happens in the six weeks? Gone. See, because God's not limited to time. And God operates in the miraculous. God operates in the supernatural. God knows how to accelerate everything. That's what God does. That's what, that's what the supernatural is. He accelerates things. He moves things. We read this in Daniel a couple weeks ago about how God changes times and seasons. See, God, God can change. God's the one that shifts you into a different season. Not the calendar. 
Okay, let me help you out with that. Not, not the calendar. In other words, in the natural, we understand there are some things that a 10-year-old uh, does that a 60-year-old shouldn't be doing. And vice versa, there are things a 60-year-old does that a 10-year-old shouldn't be doing. But in the spirit, it doesn't matter if you've been saved 10 days or 60 years. See, because God is not limited by the chronological calendar of clocks. God can accelerate you and shift you into a whole different season at his own command. You see it? Okay. So we're not, I'm not teaching you about the clock. Hopefully you can know how to tell time on a clock and you know how to flip a calendar. If you don't know how to tell time, get you one of those little digital doodads and take all the guesswork out of it for you. <laughs> you can stop guessing. What time is it? Let me, let me see. <laughs> so God can suddenly shift you. That's what he did. Remember Joseph? Yes. Joseph being, being uh, Abraham's great-grandson, Joseph? Yes. Jacob's son, Joseph? Remember how God suddenly shifted him? Yes. I mean, one moment, Joseph is a prisoner. One moment, he's a prisoner. The next moment, he is prime minister of Egypt running a global economy. I mean, literally one moment. Okay, you don't understand. When, when Joseph was called into Pharaoh's palace, remember Joseph was a prisoner. Y'all remember the story of Joseph? He's a prisoner. Now he sought out, well, he was Jacob's son. His brothers hated him because he dreamed of something great and they threw him in a pit rather than kill him. They threw him in a pit and made their father, made their father think he was dead and everything. And then uh, they sold him into slavery uh, to a band of Midianites. He went over into, uh, over into Egypt, ended up being a slave in Potiphar's house, served Potiphar's house, was faithful, didn't give in to Potiphar's uh, ratchet, ratchet wife, a ratchet hussy of a wife trying to get that young man and she didn't give in to that. He fought her off. He maintained his integrity. And so, uh, but because of that, he was thrown into prison. So now he's not, on, not, a, not just a slave, but he's an imprisoned slave. And then uh, Pharaoh's uh, but, uh, butcher or butler and candlestick maker, something like that, his, his cupbearer and his, and, his, and his baker. That's what his, the cupbearer, we call him the butler, really, the butler and the baker. All right? But Bible says cupbearer, cup right? They have dreams. Nobody can interpret the dreams. Joseph interprets the dream. I'm going to give you all the Cliff's Note version of this. Interprets the dream, and then one of them, whichever one of the guys uh, got promoted, got back, call, called back to, Pharaoh, to Pharaoh's uh, palace, and uh, Pharaoh has a dream. None of his wise men can tell what the dream is, and the guy says, hey, there's a guy I forgot about. I'm supposed to tell him about you uh, two years ago. I was supposed to tell you about him two years ago. I forgot all about this guy, and uh, he's down in the prison. 
He's a, he's a Hebrew, but he knows how to, how to interpret dreams. And so Pharaoh calls him, and now, so here comes this imprisoned slave. He comes to Pharaoh as an imprisoned slave. Pharaoh tells him a dream. Joseph interprets the dream. The next moment, Pharaoh says, hey, there's no man as wise as you in the whole, in the whole, my whole uh, empire, so you're the man that's going to do what you said you need, that needs to be done. The next moment, he, remember, he's, he comes as an imprisoned slave. He didn't work his way up. He's an imprisoned slave. One moment, and the very next moment, he's a free man, the prime minister of Egypt in charge of overseeing, Jonathan, a global economy. Don't tell me God can't supernaturally shift you. God can't supernaturally accelerate you. God can't change your season all of a sudden. But as I described to you, some things happen. In fact, look over in Psalm 105. Let me show you something in Psalm 105 and uh, uh, verse 17. Psalm 105 and verse 17. Let me show you something. Because it looks like, you know, okay, he, he got, he, he was shifted suddenly, <laughs> but, but it wasn't smooth. Y'all get it? It was sudden, but it wasn't smooth. <laughs> Help me out here. Tell your neighbor. Say, neighbor. It was sudden, but it wasn't smooth. Now tell them this. When God shifts you, it's going to feel like suddenly. But you're going to remember. But it wasn't smooth. In other words, there are some bumps and some hearts, some, some troubles and some tribulations and some trials and some tests and there was a season of heaviness and there was a night season and there were some things you had to stand through and endure and, and hold on to. But when your time comes, boom! Psalm 105, verse 17. It says, he sent, God sent a man before them. This is all the children of Israel. Joseph, who was sold as what? As a slave. They hurt his feet with fetters. That's these, these wooden blocks that they use to control his feet. He was laid in irons. Watch verse 19. Until the time that his word came to pass. Time. Time. Season. Until the opportune moment, until it was his season for that word to be fulfilled, the Bible says the word of the Lord tested him, proved him. Which meant that he, 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 he faced difficulty and the word was just... Remember that when that woman, uh, Potiphar's wife? That old hussy? I like to call her that. That old hussy woman. When she was, she was making all googly eyes at him and everything and longing eyes and she had on them extra long... Um, what y'all call them thing? Eyelashes? You know them lashes y'all girls put on. Big old butterfly effect lashes y'all put on. Because the Bible said, you know, Joseph was young and handsome. He was good, you know, it was good figure the Bible talked about. 
And so she's doing all this kind of stuff. And he's, he had the word in his heart. He said, I cannot sin against my master. I cannot sin against God. What happened? The word has proven him. He's got, a, he's got a word. Not the Bible, because the Bible didn't exist. There were no Ten Commandments at that time. But there's a word in, already on the inside of him about how we're supposed to behave. And here we are, like you said, with all this word, all this commandments, all this Bible. Glory to God. He's over in that prison. And he, all everybody looking down on the prison. And he walk around talking about, why y'all so sad? Now he's in the same prison, in the same predicament, in the same situation. He said, why are y'all so sad? Why? He has a word on the inside of him. He's walking in a joy, in a peace that they don't understand. The word is proving him. Making him stronger. Making him more resolute. Making him more unbreakable. That's what it says when the word tested him. It's proving him. Making him stronger, making him more solid. So when he stood down before the king, he can stand in his integrity. When the king says, I heard that you interpret dreams. He didn't come out and say, yeah, I'm the dream, I'm the dream interpreter. He said, he said no, 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 no. He said, no, these, the interpretation comes from God. It's not me. See, because the word has proved him. You see this? So the word tested him. Then in verse 20, the king sent and released him. The rule of the people let him go free. He made him lord of his house and rule of all his possessions to bind the princes at his pleasure and teach his elders wisdom. Teach my elders some wisdom. These guys don't know nothing. I think the King James says, teach my senators. So he was over all the senators. That's what you call a vice president. He's in charge of all the senators. Isn't that how it is in our American system? King James, to teach his senators wisdom. Glory to God. See? So, so this, I mean, this guy Joseph, it's a sudden shift, but it wasn't smooth. So I'm not telling you it's going to be smooth. But when it happens, it's going to feel like oh, all of a sudden, what I've been praying for, all of a sudden, what I fasted for, all of a sudden, that prophecy I've been doing warfare for, all of a sudden, that seed that I sowed, all of a sudden, that harvest I've been waiting on, all of a sudden, that manifestation I've been believing for, all of a sudden, here it is. You got it? All right. Now, so I got to know how to trust God in my current season, Okay. Because my season will shift suddenly. Okay? Now, let's, let me do a quick review here for you because I need to get into this tonight. I, I went over uh, one, two, three, four, five seasons already. Right? What was the first season? Wilderness season. Everybody say wilderness season. Remember that? That's when you first come out of, out of Egypt. That's when you first come out of that world system. That's when you're first learning, okay, this, that's what I went through as a pastor. And over this church, we, was in a, we were in a wilderness season. Once, once the Lord began to teach me about the kingdom of God and faith, I had to break away from religion and tradition. You see, if I hadn't, we would have still been every week, every couple weeks going to somebody's anniversary service. Y'all, some of y'all don't know anything about that. Yeah, everybody at church anniversary service, everybody duels day. We would have been at so many three o'clock services, y'all would have had, y'all would have been like, Pastor, I can't go to another three o'clock service. <laughs> and we would have been having our own. 
Come over here, help us raise money. We're going to have a spring revival to raise money. See? But once you learn, once, once God calls you out, brings you out of that Egypt system, and sin too. Don't, don't, let, me, don't, don't let me leave out sin. Somebody, somebody say, don't leave out sin. That's all guys got to talk about sin. Yeah, because sin, the Bible calls it a present evil world. Sin is running rampant. You got to break out of that. I don't want to be in the world system. That's judged. Amen? So when we come out of the wilderness or into the wilderness is when we first come out of the world system and we begin now to discover God, okay? Now the next season I gave you was what? Word season. And the word season, while you're in the wilderness, is where you, you begin to dig in and discover truth of the promises of God's word. So we went through that. That's why, I, I mean, God had me just, just devouring the word of God and learning. And think, in other words, uh, things that I thought were in the Bible, I found out they weren't in the Bible. And things that I didn't know were in the Bible, I found out they were actually in the Bible. Has anybody experienced that? Uh, we we call, it, call it getting a brand new Bible. I've probably gotten a brand new Bible now about five times. I don't mean a new book. I'm talking about where the Bible becomes brand new to me. I mean, because I grew up, I grew up thinking the race isn't given to the swift nor to the strong, but to the one that holds out and endures to the end. And I started setting the word in front of that's not in the Bible. That ain't what the good book says. I grew up believing that, the, that money was the root of all evil. And I got there and found out that's not what the Bible says. See, but in the word season, you begin to find out what God's word says. See, I grew up, I, I was under the belief that sometimes he will, sometimes he won't. Sometimes God says yes, sometimes God says no. And I began to get the word and found out, no, he said all my promises are always yes. Well, wait a minute, I didn't know that. Yeah, three different wills, perfect will, good will, acceptable will. And I, I got it there and found out, no, it's all one will. It, it didn't say or, it said and. I grew up digging, digging around believing that he won't put any more on you than you can bear. Sing, singing songs, preaching good messages. Pull your ear and holler. Only to find out that's not what the Bible says. Tell you neighbor, that's not what the Bible says. See, in the Word, sees you get in the book and find out what thus says the Lord. In John 6, 63, the Bible says, Jesus says this, the flesh profits nothing. It is the spirit that gives life. The words that I speak there are spirit and they are life. The flesh profits nothing. It is the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. So what I found out, Sheree, was I was, had all kind of words that men were saying. What men were saying, the Bible said. Not what the Bible was saying. And those words weren't giving me any life. They weren't profiting me anything. I would have been headed to an early grave, broke, sick, depressed, and fine with it. Yeah, that's the worst part. A lot of folks, I don't want to say most, because I've not done a survey, but a lot of people in the body of Christ are going to the early grave, sick, broke, busted, disgusted, depressed, and just, and just fine with that. Well, that's, that's the cause the good Lord dealt. The Lord didn't dealt you no cars. The Lord ain't nothing. No, there ain't no Vegas God. What you talking about dealt you some cars? 
He said, I set before you life and death. Blessing and, church and cursing. You choose life that you and your seed may live. I choose life. I choose blessing. Say that. I choose life. I choose blessing. Say it again. I choose life. I choose blessing. One more time. I choose life. I choose blessing. I give God a praise about that. It's my choice. You see, so that's word season. Man, let me keep on going. Y'all don't get me stuck. Okay, then we're talking about a season of heaven. It's season of heaviness. Y'all stop it. Okay, season of heaviness. Season of heaviness was the third season, right? And the season of heaviness is where trials and tribulations come from the enemy to try to stop your progress. Okay? To stop your progress. The devil knows if you keep going through this cycle, just like you know, winter comes after fall. He knows what season's coming after, your, after the last season you're in. He knows. He's seen it before. So his job is to come along when you start getting that word in you to come along and bring tribulation and trials and temptations and all kind of trouble to get you to quit, back up, back off, so you don't get the full manifestation from that word. Okay? Now, I also showed you as a side point that the season of heaven is the best time to sow. Psalm 126, I believe, is verse, verse 5. I, we showed you that where the Bible says, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Okay? So when you're in that season of heaviness, it's that time to really uh, sow and stretch your faith. Okay? Now let me keep it going. Then I told you about the night season. Everybody say the night season. The night season is where God begins to counter you and instruct you concerning his plans. Now what, what am I saying? Because when you study his word in the word season, you're finding out general things. Y'all listening? You begin to learn general things. That's the word season. I find out what promises are applicable to all of us. I begin to find out principles that are in the word. I begin to find out laws. Like healing is not a, is not a promise. We're not promise healing. Healing is a law. <laughs> prosperity, we're not promised prosperity, it's a law. What do you mean it's a law? He said, if you do this, I will do that. That's a law. You say I'm not promised healing? Don't, don't, don't twist what I said. What I'm saying. <laughs> it's a law of spirit and life. Thank you, thank you. It's a law of spirit and life. You see? Y'all Y'all trouble about what I said. It's a law. Healing is a law. Healing is the children's bread. It's a law. Glory to God. Long life is a law. With a long life, I will satisfy you and show you my salvation. Glory to God. Okay? Now, what was I saying here? So the night season knows where you begin to get specific instructions for you. To tell where he tells you what to do. Because it's one thing to know the, the general word, but you need instructions for you. Because God in the word doesn't tell you which house to buy. He doesn't tell you which person to marry. Now he'll tell you which persons not to marry. <laughs> he'll give you certain categories and certain qualifications, but he's not going to tell you, you know, that one. That's, you can't find that in the scripture. So the night season where you get specific instructions for you. Y'all got it? 
Okay, now let me keep going here. Then, I, then we close out last week with reaping season. Reaping season, okay? In the reaping season, Galatians 6, 9 says, in due season you reap if you faint not. Remember I told you about sowing that seed in the season of heaviness. So reaping season comes when, and you get instruction. Remember in Genesis 26 where Isaac had an instruction in his night season. He had instruction. Hey, don't, don't leave here. Stay right here and sow right here. He got specific instruction in his night season and the Bible says that he, he sowed and he reaped in the same year a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him. He reaped us in that same year a hundredfold and the Lord did what? Blessed him. He reaped in the same year a hundredfold. So reaping season. Reaping season. Okay? So in reaping season, you expect to what? Reap what? Hundredfold. Everything you sowed. There, there comes a season where you, you reap that. And the instruction in your night season is going to be on how to reap it. You catching this? Yes, sir. In other words, harvest don't just come into your lap. Harvest, I mean, now God can, don't get me wrong, God can send it. But I'm talking about he's, he'll give you instructions on something to do in order to get your harvest. I, 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 I contend that a lot of us have harvests in, in the field that's going to rot or somebody's going to get it if you don't get your hands on it. If you, don't, if you don't get that instruction from God on how to get your harvest, that's your harvest. Amen. Whatever the heart is, not just financially, but whatever the area is, okay? Now, look at what it says here, again, in Genesis 26, 12, because it says that he sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. So notice it says he reaped, semicolon, and the Lord blessed him. So the next season he went into was a blessing season. That's number six. Write it down. Blessing season. Yes, sir. What is a blessing season? This isn't just reaping. This is blessing season where God just begins to lavish things on you. Blessing season. Yes, sir. Now, okay, let's go back. Put, put that back on the screen. Genesis 26, 12. Genesis 26, verse 12. I'll show you something here. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because I hadn't seen that. Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year under fold. So that's reaping season for him, right? Yes. Semicolon. Which, that's a soft stop. So we're going to something new here, but, but it's tied to the old. That's what a semicolon is. It's new, but it's tied to the old. Okay? And the Lord blessed him. But look at verse 13, because it's going to tell us what the blessing looked like. The man began. Ooh, can you see a season here? I wonder, can you see a season here? The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Do you see this isn't just a one-time deal, but it's a whole season of this. The season started back in verse 12, and the Lord blessed him. That's a different season than the reaping season. And the Lord blessed him, and the man began to prosper. He began. So in that season, you begin something. 
I'm like, well, I feel something starting. You, you go, when you hit that blessing season, you're going to know it. And it's not the reaping season. The reaping season is one thing. I mean, a hundredfold reaping, but you, it's, it's, you praise God, I sowed that seed and here comes my harvest. Praise God, got my harvest. And the reaping season, glory to God, don't, don't, don't uh, shift out of that before you get the hundredfold. Because you know, in the reaping season, it's first the blade. Boy, this is coming right down as I'm talking, boy. I hadn't seen this earlier. First the blade, right, then the ear. Then the full corner of the ear. That's around Mark 4, 27, 28, somewhere around there. First the blade, then the ear, then the full corner of the ear. So there's a so the blade comes up first. Well, that, that's not your harvest yet. But the harvest season started. The blade, then the ear, then the full corner of the ear. Glory to God. Or oh, the full grain in the head in here in the New King James. And then verse 29. Go to the next verse for me, Brother Kirkland. 29. But when the grain ripens, this is the end of the season here. I mean, he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. He's got now the full season now. He's in full swing. Did I just lose y'all? Are y'all seeing this? So that reaping season is a whole season. So when, when, when you first get the blade, start celebrating. You in reaping season. Praise the Lord. Something's getting started right here. Well, it was just $10. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. First the blade. Hallelujah. Then the, the ear or the grain in the New King James and the full grain in the head. Okay. Then, but then, again, go back to, uh, I know y'all got, I got your balance in Genesis 26, verse 12. He reaped in the same year a hundredfold, semicolon. One season is ending and transitioning. You know how it is when you live in Florida. You know, uh, we transition into the... Well, we don't, we don't stay in that. We just, we just, we just, it's one season all year long. Yeah, just, that's all I hear people say. I want to go up north because they have four seasons. And yeah, you can keep your four seasons all you want to. If I want four seasons, I'm going to the hotel. I'm going to stay in the four seasons to bring myself back. I, I kind of like it the way it is now. You can go to Four Seasons Hotel and just stay there and come on back. Okay? So, soft, soft stop here. Transition here. And the Lord blessed him. So a new season is right on the heels of this last season here. And this new season, verse 13, tells me, and the man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Now, the hundredfold, it didn't say he was prosperous. That was reaping some things. But now God shifted him, him into a season beyond his reaping. Y'all are not catching this yet. You, you're going to get it, though. He shifted him into a season beyond just reaping. Because the reaping wasn't blessing. The reaping is a law. Seed time and harvest is a law. It's a law. It's a law. Whatever man sows, that shall he also reap. That's a law. He reaped in the same year a hundredfold. But here, here comes God jumping in on this extra here. And the Lord blessed him. Now he moves into a blessing season where God has put his hand on him. 
He's going beyond the principle. He's going beyond the law now into his hand, his grace being upon him, giving him ability beyond his own natural ability, going beyond what his seed can do. Y'all missed that. Going beyond what his seed can do. And now he, his business begins to prosper so much he prospered. Put it, put it in, the, in the message. Put it in the message for me, please. I, I, I'm going to put it so, so some of y'all moving kind of slow, you can catch this. Isaac planted crops in that land and took in a huge harvest. New sentence. God blessed him. New sentence. The man got richer and richer by the day until he was very wealthy. He accumulated flocks and herd and many, many servants, so much so that the Philistines began to envy him. That's what happens when you move into blessing season. You're going to live a life that's going to make you enviable and people will hate you. That's the same thing Jesus Christ said over in Mark, 4, Mark 10, right around verse 29 when he said, when the blessing starts to work, you're going to have the blessing with persecution. Somebody shout blessing season. blessing season. Go to Ezekiel 34. Ezekiel 34. Glory to God. Help me out, Lord, here. Let me move a little faster, Lord. Ezekiel 34. And verse um, 25. When you get there, shout, I got it. Ezekiel is, is Old Testament. One of the major prophets. Old Testament survey. Right before Daniel. Daniel. Y'all found it yet? Media, y'all found it? Okay, put it on the screen for me, media, please. Ezekiel 34, uh, uh, 34 and verse 25. 34, chapter 34. That's not 34 there that I'm seeing. There we go. Ezekiel 34, verse 25. Pastor Kim and I, and I, I, I told y'all uh, last, last Wednesday, in fact, about our first trip to Frankfurt. Remember that, how we were in our season of heaviness? Yes, sir. And the Lord had us sow that seed, and then we went to Frankfurt, and, and everything began to change from there. On that, on that first trip, the Lord spoke through that and gave us this scripture as we were leaving, the day we were leaving, sat us down, said, the Lord gave me the scripture to give to you. And I've been on it ever since. Look at what it says, Ezekiel 34, verse 25. I will make a covenant of peace with them and cause wild beasts to cease from the land and they will dwell safely in the wilderness and sleep in the woods. That means the beasts have to leave you alone no matter where you are. Verse 26, I will make them, this is you, and the places all around my hill, what? A blessing. A blessing. I'm going to make them that means you're going to be a blessing. <laughs> and the places all around my heel are blessing. And I will cause showers to come down when? In their season. What kind of showers? There shall be showers of blessing. So notice you're now in a blessing season in this text here. And when this, in the blessing season, it's showers of blessing. So can you understand why Isaac began to prosper? 
and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Can you understand why he got richer and richer by the day? Because he's, he's under an open heaven. Open heaven. Open heaven. Showers come from an open heaven. Open heaven. Lord, open your heavens over our lives. We've been through the season of heaviness. We've come through the wilderness. We've been through the night season. We've been in the word season. God, open the heavens over our lives. This is what he said. You bring your tithes. He said, I'll open the windows of heaven over you. Pour you out blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. This shower is a blessing in your life. Do y'all see this here? Blessing season. Now watch this. Watch this. I'm going to show you something. Can y'all handle this in here? Verse 27. Then the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. This is, on, this is trees of your field shall yield their fruit. And the earth shall yield her increase. They, this is you, shall be safe in their land. That means you're in good neighborhoods and you ain't on all that gunfire and all that kind of stuff. Now watch this. Watch this last part. I underline this. This is what I, I grabbed hold of because when my wife and I went up to Frankfurt, we were so deep in debt we couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't breathe. The church was so deep in debt we couldn't breathe from that either. But watch what this, this scripture, I grabbed a hold of this in March 2011. It says, and they shall know that I am the Lord when I have broken the bands of their yoke and delivered them from the hand of those who enslaved them. Oh my God. When I saw that, I said, wait a minute. God said, I'm going to make you know I'm God. You serve me now. You worship me now. You praise me now. But I'm going to make you know that you know that you know that you know that I'm God when I break you out of prison, when I break you out of slavery, when I get you all out of all that oppression, out of all that debt, out of all that bondage, out of all that hang up, out of that addiction, out of whatever has you bound. He said, you're going to know I'm God. Now, when is all this happening again? In the season of blessing. The blessing season. Now what happens in the blessing season? This is a season, listen to this, you might want to write this down, you might want to write this down. This is a season of sudden deliverance. This is a season of sudden deliverance. That's what he said. When I broke the bands of your yoke and delivered them out of the hand of those who enslaved them, it's deliverance. Notice here, you see chains falling off. Notice here you see doors opening suddenly. Notice here you see bands, yoke being, being uh, broken. Notice you see here uh, you being delivered from the hand of those who've, who've enslaved you. Are y'all seeing that? Yes, sir. Do y'all see that? Yes. It's, it's a season of it. And when it hits, boy, boy, everything begins to fall off. Put up Deuteronomy 28 verse 12. I want to show you this season it's in. Boy, it's 9 o'clock. Boy, y'all hold on. Just give me a couple of minutes. Watch this. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season. And to. And to. Well, let me start over because y'all didn't catch it. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season. In its season. And to. And to. So this is a season of blessing. It's a blessing season. And to bless all the work of your hand. Now watch what happens in the blessing season. 
Watch what changes. Watch how your life changes in the blessing season. You shall lean. You shall not borrow. So in the blessing season, you shift from a borrower I've given you two witnesses on this already. I don't, I don't need to give you any more. Ezekiel 34, Deuteronomy 28. This is, there's two witnesses on this same fact. That when the blessing season hits your life, you'll never borrow another dime the rest of your life. Why? You won't have to. Well, it's, it's a big project. What does that mean? What does that mean? Because it's a big project. What's that, what does that mean? It's about a big God with big rain. Big blessing. Hallelujah. See, when he said he's sending his rain, the rain, is, is, I call it holy water. A few weeks ago, all our grass died out front. All the grass, Deke, Deke's cutting the yard every couple weeks, every week, whatever, whenever he's cutting. And I look at there, I went by them like, all, all the grass is brown. What is our grass? That, that's expensive grass, too. There ain't no cheap grass. We bought, we bought the best grass. We put the best, that St. Augustine, whatever, whatever the sub name is. We put that good grass. And I said, boy, why is our grass brown? What's going on? Go over there and find out the timer been turned off on, on the sprinkler system. Just slap off. Wasn't malfunctioning, it was just off. And I remember when it happened. I was out there when it happened. We turned off. I didn't say I did. I just said I was out there when it happened. I won't, I won't say who did it. But I, I said, oh, Lord, we turn it. Okay, let's turn it back on. But what happens? What happened? The rain. All of a sudden, the rain starts to come. God opened the heavens for us. And all, it's just a matter of no time. That, that grass came back so lush and thick and green. I call it holy water. When God opens the heavens and pours out holy water on your life, I don't mean no little sprinkle from no, no little Catholic priest. I'm talking about when God pours the holy water on your life, you're going to shift out of debt into overabundance. You're going to shift out of lack into abundance. You're going to shift out of bondage into being the one that God Units to distribute all over this earth. Because he said, I don't know, you're going to be blessed, but remember we read, he said, you're going to make, you're going to be a blessing. I'm going to make you a blessing. Somebody say, he's making me a blessing. Matter of fact, I dare you to say, Lord, I'm ready to be a blessing. Holy water makes everything flourish, man. Oh my God. I got, I got this uh, system at my house. Uh, uh, we had a guy come in and replace my whole timer. He was repairing some sprinklers and all that kind of stuff. And he, he told, told me about this new sprinkler that he had that's connects to the internet. And I kind of like gadgets like that, you know, stuff like that. The automation. I like automation. And uh, so he had said, I got this new one that connects to the internet. You can run on, you know, put on an app on. Oh, it's got an app. Oh, give it to me. It's got an app too. <laughs> Praise the Lord. There's an app for it. And uh, I mean, my phone's full of apps that run the air conditioning, run the, run everything. I, got all, I like this. 
And so, uh, and so this, this, what I, what I really enjoy about this particular uh, timer is that because it's connected to the internet, it knows the weather. And so what'll happen is when, when the weather says it's gonna rain, it'll send me alert, we're gonna shut the system off. And it does it automatically. It says we're gonna, we're gonna conserve the energy that we have. We're gonna conserve the water that's in the ground because God's gonna send some rain from heaven. God told the children of Israel in Deuteronomy, he said, the land you came from, you had to water it by foot. He said, but the land that I'm taking you, it's going to drink the rain from heaven. I'm going to pour holy water on your land, and it's going to bring forth in abundance. Hallelujah. See, that's the blessing season. Y'all got time for one more? Okay, okay. So wilderness season, worry season, season of heaven is night season, reaping season, blessing season. The next one we saw, we saw, um, thank you, Lord. It's the fruitful season. Yes, sir. Write that down. Fruitful season. It's in the, it's in the book. Acts 14, verse 14 through 17. Acts 14, verse 14 through 17. Fruitful season. Everybody say fruitful season. I mean, I thought, what, wasn't blessing season fruitful season? No, 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 no. Blessing season is one thing. Matter of fact, put up Deuteronomy 28, verse 12. Put up Deuteronomy 28, verse 12 again, and let's see what it said here. See if y'all notice this little, this little part of that. He said, the Lord will open to you his what? Good treasure, Good treasure to give, of uh, the heavens to give the rain to your land in its season, and to bless, watch this, all the work of your hand. How much? All the work of your hand. This is fruitful. See? So now we move into a whole new season. Now they overlap. One ushers you into the next. That's why I told you in the very beginning, you got to know how to operate in the season you're in in the expectations of the season that God is taking you into. So now, so you move now into a season of fruitfulness where he says, I bless all the work of your hand. Now put that up, Acts 14, verse 14 to 17. I'm going I'm to speed read it. Uh, maybe not. Acts 14, verse 14. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard this, uh, the people were sitting there worshiping them as gods. Okay? They heard this. They tore their clothes and ran in among the multitude crying out, and saying, men, why are you doing these things? We also are men with the same nature as you are, as you, and preach to you that you should turn from these useless things, the idols, to the living God, who made the heaven, the earth, the sea, and all things that are in them, who in bygone generations allowed all nations to walk in their own ways. Remember, he, he winked at one time, verse 17. Nevertheless, he did not leave himself without witness in that, watch this, he did good, gave us rain from heaven, and fruitful seasons. Fruitful seasons. God gave us rain from heaven, that's the blessing season, and fruitful seasons. Filling our hearts, filling our hearts with food and gladness. 
So in the fruitful season, you get filled up. Fruitful season. Now, fruitful season means everything begins to produce. Everything begins to produce. There's a lot of it. Everything. Remember we read Deuteronomy 28, 12. I'm going to bless all the work of your hand. So in all your work, you got it. When all, I don't know what you said, but it's probably right. <laughs> we were talking at the same time, so I don't know what you said. But I, I, I bet it's right on point. But <laughs> I just had to fix that because I, I, don't, I don't know what I agreed to. <laughs> I, I believe it was right. So notice, notice here. <laughs> so he gave us the rain from heaven. <laughs> and fruitful, see everybody say fruitful seasons. Fruitful seasons. So in fruitful seasons, everything begins to produce. Everything, everything. Say everything. everything. Say it, say it again, everything. everything. He said, I'll bless all the work of your hands. Everything you put your hands to begins to prosper. Yes, sir. Yes. Now let's look at something, because remember, we heard, we had earlier, we had earlier, now remember, this is not reaping season. Reaping season came from your, from your seed during the season of heaviness. This is fruitful season. Put up Mark, uh, put up, oh Jesus, Mark 4 and 20. Mark 4 verse 20. Mark 4 verse 20. But these are the ones who are sown on good ground, those who hear the word, accept it, and bear these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the, hear the, accept it and bear. So where's the fruit coming from? The word. You went through the word season. Now way down yonder here, the word season is going to produce now a fruitful season. This is not blessing season. This is not harvest season. This is now where you've been transformed by the renewing of your mind. You've been reprogrammed by the word of God. And now you're operating by his word, by his command. You have his spirit inspiring you. And now you are following. You are obeying God's word. And when you diligently, diligently obey God's voice, when you heed all his commands, now you will step into your fruitful season. And watch this. This is a permanent season. I don't know if y'all caught it. This is a permanent season. Why? Because you've been transformed. This isn't a seed produced this. This is the word produced this. See, when I get the word of me, see, I, I, I've heard, I've heard, heard dad say this, and I, I say the same, well, as much as I can, the same way. It's, it would be impossible for me now to, to be broke and, and to, 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 to be uh, where sickness controls my body because I've, I've already taken in the word, and the word has now transformed me. My mind has been renewed by the word of God. So now if a sickness even comes on me, I know what to do with it now. If a situation of need comes up, I don't fret and freak out and got to go hustle and do something. No, I have the word in me and the word knows how to produce something on, from the inside of me. The word is going to produce this. The word produces. So I've gone through the word season. Now I'm getting the results of that word season in what we're calling fruitful seasons. The ones 
on good ground. Are you good ground? Good ground ones hear the word. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Accept it. Have you, have you heard it? Do you accept it? Here's what happens. You bear fruit. Watch the fruit. Some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. Well, what determines whether it's 36 to 100 is how, how much you give heed to the word. The Bible says, uh, take heed how you hear. Take heed how you hear. For with the same measure you meet, it'll be measured back to you. Take heed how you hear. For the same measure you meet, in other words, the same measure you give to the word determines how much measure you get back from the word. If you only give the word 30-fold place in your life, you get 30-fold return. A 30-fold return is good. To change your life 30-fold is good. But if you gave the word first place and final authority, where the word is everything, I said where the word is everything, then you're going to start getting a hundredfold fruitfulness on the word of God. Are you getting this? Are you getting this? You get a sickness come on you and the word knows how to bust it off you. Depression try to come on you and the word will boom, bust it off you. <sighs> Glory to God. I can go all over the place with that. Look at Psalm 1, 1 through 3. I wish I had time to finish this, but I don't. Blesses the man who walks in, not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the word, is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He's given a hundredfold measure to the word. So he's going to get a hundredfold return back. How do I know? Verse 3, he shall be that man who gave the word first place, that man who gave the word final authority, that man who gave the word all of his attention, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth what? It's fruit when? In the fruitful season. So the word in the word season will bring forth the fruit in the fruitful season. Now, it's, it's different seasons. It's different seasons. And the reason why many people aren't fruitful in a season when they should be is because they weren't getting the word in the season that they should have been getting the word. They were YouTubing and Netflixing and Huluing and, 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 and partying it and, and doing all the other kind of stuff. Now, praise God. Hey, don't worry about it. If that's where you were, you can start fresh. Just, just tell you that you can start fresh. You can start fresh. You can start your word season right here tonight. Let your delight be in his law and in his law meditate day and night. We can replace the word law with word. Your delight is in the word of the Lord and in his word you meditate day and night and you shall be. I shall be. I shall be. It's, a, it's a law. Not a promise. I shall be. If I do this, this is what's going to happen. I shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth this fruit in its season whose leaf also shall not wither. Now watch this last line. 
this fruitful season, what I told you, everything's going to come up. And whatever he does, and whatever he does shall prosper. Well, you, how are you going to say that? Because remember, I'm delighting in the word. He told me in John 15, 7, if I abide in, in the word and let this word abide in me, I can ask what I desire and he'll do it for me. Don't tell me the word is not important. Don't get mad at me because I go, I go through 175 scriptures every Sunday. If you want to go to a one scripture church, go to a one scripture church. Plenty of them. See if they're still open. Call ahead. And take your vaccination card with you. But if you want to get some fruit in your life, if you want to have some fruit in your life, if you want whatever you do to prosper, you need to be around a place and around people who don't mind breaking over this word and going scripture after scripture after scripture and delighting greatly in his word. Okay. I'm going to stop there. Because I have two more big ones. Yeah. Well, this, this, it's, I don't, don't want to call them bigger than fruitful. It's just in more seasons. It's, okay. So it's all right if we stop there. Okay, it's it's late, and, and you have to get to work in the morning. I don't I don't want you uh, too tired to get these last two. So let's go back over these again. Wilderness season. What's next? Now remember, I told you you have to know where you are. Pastor, what season am I in? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know your season. I'm, I want to make sure I understand my season. I got to deal with my season for me, my season for my marriage, my season for my family, my season for the ministry. I got to know four different seasons. What season am I in? So don't come to me ask me what, to tell you what your season is. I've described all of them so far. If you're in Egypt, come on out. out. Because you can't get to the promised land without going through the wilderness. Come on out. It's okay. I don't want to lose my friends. It's okay. If you can lose them, they weren't yours to have anyway. Thank you, Lord. You know, I was, I was so, I, I can't really describe how grateful I, I, I am, you know, to have fellowship with my family on Saturday, you know, had, had the little get the party and everything, and I was with my family, and that was, I mean, just overwhelming. I mean, just really, really precious to me. But there was a long time that I didn't have any fellowship with them. Not because I didn't like them or I didn't love them, but I was in a wilderness place and a word season where I had to, I had to shut everything and everybody else off. 
anything that was going to hold me back to tradition and religion or, or talking wrong. And No, man, I had to go forward into the things of God. And some people, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I hate to say it, are just stuck, so stuck on their family and their friends and will never get to fruitful or to reaping or anything. It's blessing because you're stuck and you got it's not, it's not permanent. But when you're working on something, you might have to. You might have to. So you come out and when you see them again, you can tell them something. You can show them something. you're stuck in sin, hey, come out of that. Come out of that, Egypt. Because it's all been judged. Get in the wilderness. Well, my friends, that's, it's okay. Those not really your friends if they're the ones encouraging you and inspiring you to sin. Those are not your friends. <laughs> friends don't let friends go to hell. So come on out in the wilderness. It'll be fine. You'll be just fine. I encourage you. Go back. That, we started this, what, two Wednesdays ago? I told you the wilderness was not a bad place. If you look in the word, the wilderness was actually a good place. Okay? The next season was what? Word season. Get in the word. Get in the word. Discover what God's promises are and the laws that are in God's word. Next season is what? Anybody, anybody feel like you've kind of been right there, maybe right there now in some area of your life? Okay, it's okay. It's okay. It's just a season. You're going to come out of that. Every valley, when you go through a valley, you're going to come back up out of the valleys. Okay? And then the night season. Remember I talked to you about keeping a pad next to your bed or a phone or something that when God gives your dream or vision or something, write it down. Oh, I'm not sure if it's prophetic. Just write it down. You don't know. That was a weird dream. Yes, okay, write it down. Because if you remembered it, if you remembered it at all, there's a chance, it's a chance sir. that there's something to it. Now, I'm not telling you that there is. I'm saying there's a chance. You can get up and ask God, God, was there something to that? Was that just the old three-day-old beefaroni I ate? That I, I, found, I found in the refrigerator at work. You sniffed it and said, it's all right. <laughs> okay. So the night season gives some instructions. Reaping season, because you've sown seed. The reaping season. God calls you to reap. Blessing season. Remember in the blessing season, not only is he going to bless you, but he's going to make you a blessing. And then the next one, the last one we dealt with tonight is the fruitful season. Okay where you spent time in the word of God and all that word seed you've gotten brings transformation and produces fruit in your life. In, in Luke 6.45, we'll close here. The Bible says a good man out of the what? Good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. So that means you got to get in that word season, treasure up word in your heart. 
If you read Proverbs 2 every month, say, Lord, I treasure your commands within me. I treasure your commands within me. When you treasure his commands within you, that's the other yeah, thank you, verse 1. I, I receive, that's why I, I pray it every day. I receive your words and I treasure your commands within me. When you, when you do that, okay, so now out of that good treasure, I'm going to bring forth some good things. Okay? That's how it works. Then I'll get to next week. Next week, we'll probably review a little bit and see if you practice any of this stuff right here. Well, I'm not going to tell you what I'm talking about. Just come next week. Amen? Stand to your feet. Let's, let's pray out. I don't know about this helping y'all as much as it's helping me. It's helping me to know where you are. Amen. When you get a chance at home, read Ecclesiastes 3. At verse 1, we read, to everything is a season, a time of every purpose under heaven. But then start at verse 2, dollar down through verse 9 and 10, which says, there's a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time for war, and a time for peace, and a time to, to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, and all that. Those are all this. In other words, those are seasons. Those are seasons. Okay? Because we're all going to go through them. Amen. Amen. Holy Spirit, Spirit of the living God, we're so thankful for how you've spoken to us from heaven. Father God, tonight, thank you for the connection we have with you by the Holy Ghost that allows you to speak to us deep calling to deep. Thank you, Lord, that we are able to receive revelation from above and that, God, you are showing us more and more each week, each day even, about who we are in you, who you are to us, and what your word has in store. I thank you, Father, for each of these, your people who've uh, sat and received and pulled on the word of God tonight. And I pray that each person has received something, a nugget or two or three, that it will be a blessing to them tonight, tomorrow things that they can apply immediately, immediately in their lives and that, Father, we'll see the fruit thereof. I pray, Father, you help us to be honest in our assessments about where we are and that, Father, we will have the uh, patience and the persistence to endure even in those rough seasons that we go through, knowing that, Father, it's only for a time, it's only temporary, but you'll bring us into a place of fruitfulness because of the word that'll be permanent, that it'll be more and more fruit each season, more and more fruit each year. Thank you, Father. You said even in your word that whatever branch does not bear fruit, you cut it off. But whatever branch does bear fruit, you prune it that it may bring forth more fruit. And then you said, and we are clean, we're already prepared through the word that you've spoken to us. So thank you that the word continuously prunes us so we can bring forth more fruit. God, I pray today, tonight that your people, as we grab hold of the word, that we will be dedicated and committed not only to being blessed, but to being blessings in the earth.
Use us for your will and for your glory. Make us vessels that you use everywhere you go, everywhere we go in the earth we pray. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Give God a praise tonight. All right, we look.